friends. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Welcome to Ships on Fire. We are inviting you into our journey as we share our struggles, our victories, and all the in-betweens. We'll dive into relationships, discipleship, and leadership. We're passionate about our friendships and our story of courtship. So join us as we set ships on fire. Hey there, so we are caffeinated. We just got Starbucks and we just found something out. So I ordered the smallest drink that there is. What size is that? Uh, You're not quite the uh, Starbucks connoisseur, but you got the grande. The grande. And the next size up is... The venti. The venti. So I ordered a grande and then I asked for an extra cup of ice and I poured the smaller size into the bigger size and it's the same size. Same amount of coffee, right? Same amount of coffee, but you pay more for the bigger one. So you can order a smaller size and an extra cup of ice and it'll save you like $5 because it's so expensive. Yeah, right. We actually endured the line uh, all the way around as our second visit because the first visit failed because uh, it was we weren't standing in line then. Yeah, this morning was too long of a line and this afternoon was still long, but I guess we were desperate for some caffeine. So we've got caffeine and we're going to talk about Jesus and we're excited to talk to you guys today. Yeah, shout out to our friends in Dublin. We're so encouraged that this podcast is reaching all the way out there. So shout out to you guys. I'd love for you guys to send us a quick email or jump into our prayer request link and just let us know how we've been able to encourage you. So last week we talked about the lies of the enemy and really, you know, the lies being thoughts from the enemy that lead us away from God and his truths. And we said that this would be a two, three part series or whatnot. So this week it's been our heart to talk about how do we How do we defend? How do we not just defend? How do we go on an offense with this? Because, you know, as scripture tells us in what Ephesians 6, chapter 12, right? So for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. So man, if that doesn't get you fired up, possibly even maybe even some fear over you, Because again, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. There is a spiritual battle out there. There's spiritual warfare going on. However, we can be confident that with the armor of God, we can be able to to fight and stand firm. Yeah, I know when I go about the day, I know there's always something that's going to happen. And at the end of the day, I want to be standing. I don't want to be defeated on the ground and not being able to use what I have access to. Yeah, so when I hear armor of God, I was actually just thinking about a story of, not really a story, but really real life of me growing up. And so when I was nine years old, I was 65 pounds soaking wet. And in order to play tackle football, I had to be 65 pounds. So every morning before the game, six o'clock in the morning, I'm drinking a gallon of chocolate milk, um, eating a ton of bananas just to be able to make weight, let alone an hour or so later, I got to go actually play a game on a full stomach of chocolate milk, a gallon of chocolate milk, mind you, and a bunch of bananas. The reason why I say this is because 
as I was thinking about the armor of God, well, I think about that when I was that little child. Without pads, uh, without my equipment, I was skinny, I was scrawny, you know, I had to rely on my mouth to get me out of situations. I definitely learned how to walk away. But with pads, I was invincible, right? I would take on the biggest guy if I had to. It probably helped too, though, that my dad, he made the hardest hitter rock me the first time I ever put pads on. And then, of course, he stands over me and says, hey, welcome to Tackle Football. Um, now, that's that's a whole nother podcast. We'll probably talk about hashtag father wounds. Just kidding. But um, all to say, I was fully equipped and I knew I could stand firm and withstand any hit against me. But more importantly, this skinny 65-pound, 9-year-old could hit back. And in fact, I couldn't wait to deliver a head-on collision. So when I think of the armor of God... It just awakens my warrior heart like like that nine-year-old boy who wanted to sleep in his pads. I mean, I really wanted to sleep in my pads if my mom would let me, including my cleats. With the full armor on, I feel invincible knowing there is an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy my mind, my heart, my soul if I'm not ready. But if I'm fully equipped, then I'm not just equipped with the armor, but I'm equipped with God's character. Yeah, I think as a Christian... I have access, you have access to the armor of God. So if I woke up in the morning and had a full closet of clothes, which I do, and if I walked out of the house without any clothes on, that would be ridiculous. I would look, it would be weird, it'd be ridiculous. But it's a habit. I'm used to getting up, getting dressed, and then walking out the door. So with the armor of God, I think it also can become a habit too. Whatever comes at me that day, I'm ready because I have the armor of God on. Yeah, definitely. You know, Ephesians 6.10, as it talks about the whole armor of God, you know, right out of the gates, it commands us to put on the whole armor of God, right? Why? Because so we can stand against the schemes of the devil, you know, not to avoid him, not to uh, retreat, but really to stand firm, uh, to, to take it head on, right? In fact, I want him to retreat. So, you know, last week we talked about resisting uh, the enemy, James 4, 7, is submit ourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Because I have the armor, he's looking at me going, and then he's going to flee. And again, it doesn't mean he's going to quit. Because there's a battle going on. He knows he can't get Jesus. Jesus has ultimately won the battle. The battle already has been won. So what's his next step? To take out his children. And I think the enemy does a really good job at, uh, like we talked about it last week, he makes us question what God thinks. And I think the enemy can also make us question the armor of God. And I think one way... To put on the armor of God is by prayer. So I heard this and I thought it was really good. It's by Tony Evans. It says, prayer is earthly permission for heavenly interference. Yeah, I like that, Jess. That's um, definitely a profound statement because I have to reach out, right? I have to reach out to Jesus, reach out to God because this isn't about me, right? It's not about who I am, but whose I am and who's going to uh, protect me. So uh, again, I'd like to go back to taking up the whole armor, right? Standing firm, because without it, what does that make me? That makes me weak. It makes me not ready. It makes me vulnerable to attacks. And just that whole thought of I'm equipped with God's character. So as we 
as we look at it, right, I can't go out to battle with just my helmet on. I can't go out to battle with just the belt on. It's got to be the whole armor. In order to stand firm, I got to have it all. So fastened on the belt of truth. So the belt of truth, keeping his word to my core. You know, I think about that. I am horrible when I actually exercise. You know, you always talk about, I got to go do core, right? Uh, My core is weak. But I relate that to fastening the belt of truth. Like I need to know his word so that way I can protect my core, protect pretty much the hub of me moving. Yeah. And if you've ever injured your core, you know that you can't even like do anything else. I've hurt my, I've had a bad back since I was 16. And when it goes out, it messes everything else up. Yeah. It's central, right? So, well, and then you think about the breastplate of righteousness, right? I think about that. It's like, man, what is it protecting? It's protecting my heart because the enemy wants to take my heart right? Because my heart is where life change has happened. You know, there was, it did, it wasn't until my heart was changed, then my life was changed. Yeah. And I think the enemy also wants us to get frustrated, get so stressed out to be flustered that we actually won't even use the weapon that we've been given, which is, you know, the armor of God. I think he he wants us to feel that way so we won't even open our mouth and pray. Yeah, and then it talks about putting on our shoes, right? Kind of like putting on our cleats. So that way we can dig in, we can stand firm. And it's that, what is it? The, the What does it say? It's the readiness given by the gospel of peace. So, you know, again, a mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. So when I think of that peace, I'm like, well, I got to stand firm, even to the point of, I know, Jess, you were just talking about prayer is like praying for peace. Like, like, God, what do I need to do? I need to have peace before I can move forward. So praying over that, or also recognizing when things are chaotic, or there's confusion, and I need to be ready for his calling at all times, ready for that next move. And that next move could be really just proclaiming the gospel, you know, really, again, standing firm, not giving into fear. I know a lot of times I can have that fear of, well, what's that person going to think? Even though based on what they've told me, I'm like, man, the gospel is definitely the, the cure to what ails them. And then you have the shield of faith, right? In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. Because there's flaming darts coming at us and they're not coming from the ground. Like we got to actually like look up. And that's the other part with the armor, right? Like you can't just have the armor on and expect it to just work, right? You have to actually use it. Like I got to get that shield up because those arrows are coming. Yeah, I mean, the arrows come from all sorts of different directions. You've got somebody could say something and it could an arrow, you know, right to your heart or something. Words can hurt. Uh, You've got social media. You could log on social media on Facebook and scroll through and see a picture of somebody doing something with their kids and you're not doing something with your kids. So then you feel bad and you feel like you're not a, a great parent because you just saw somebody else doing something. So comparison... And there's just all sorts of different ways that the enemy can shoot those darts at us and and really wound our our heart. And especially if our heart is already at max capacity of wounds. So it's just really important to, to pay attention and to use that shield to shield your heart from those, from getting more and more deeper wounds. Yeah, absolutely. Again, that that breastplate. So again, everything works in unison, right? I, yeah, I have the breastplate of righteousness. However, the darts are coming, so I got to still get my shield up. And what about the helmet, right? Get on our helmet because we got to protect our head because really that's where the battle is, right? Again. 
a mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. However, that's not always the case. Yeah, I think it's so easy to get caught up. I think Joyce Myers does it, Battlefield of the Mind, but it's so true. There is really a battlefield going on in your mind of all the thoughts that we tell ourselves and the things that we think other people are telling us. And we have to be really careful to not tell ourselves a fake story. It's so important to know God's story and know Mm. the truth and get in his word every single day. And I hope during this time that you have been able to spend so much more time with God, so much more time getting to know your creator, getting to know uh, the story that he wrote in these, you know, in the Bible. And I really hope that what you're telling yourself is the truth. Like, He is our creator, and he doesn't create anything bad. So if we're telling ourselves, oh, I'm not good enough, or I'm this, and, uh, you know, talking badly about ourselves, then we're talking bad about God's creation. So be aware of that. Like, what do we say to ourselves? Are we talking... Are we talking junk to God about what he created? And if you haven't been able to spend time with him, it's okay. Start today, right? Start today. Open up your Bible today. Ephesians 6, start with verse 10 and just read through the armor of God. Envision putting on his character. It's not about who you are. Of course, we we know who we are in him. We are his and, and he's here to cover us, to protect us. The battle, again, the battle's already been won. Now, as we continue to talk about, you know, just the the armor, I had this thought about, you know, just reminding us that part of this podcast is about building an army. You know, so when I think of the armor of God, I think of, I think of an army and, and we're trying to build an army, an army for Christ. So, you know, knowing that this army is fully equipped, like, so God's heart for us is not to just talk to you about us and share them things, but really to to fully equip you and to realize that there is a battle going on. Like that's not going to go away. Like Jess said, there will be a battle. Expect it. But because of the, we have his armor on and his character, we can stand firm. We can stand in the gap. The enemy will flee. As we look at, man, I'm ready to play some offense. So far, we've talked about a lot of parts of the armor that that will help us with with defense. But what about some offense? Who's ready for some offense? So it talks about take that sword of the spirit, the word of God. So when I think of that, like the word of God, man, I just think of taking that sword and just sticking it right into that lie, like right into that agreement, right into the adversary with the word of God. Yeah, the sword is our offensive weapon and it's the way that we fight back against the enemy. I think you've got to know God's word in order to use it. So no matter where you are, if you haven't picked up your Bible in five years, if you haven't picked it up, you know, in an hour, I think that it's just so important to start wherever you are and know that wherever you you start today and you pick up that Bible is where you're supposed to be. Don't compare your opening the Bible to somebody else's, you know, journey in God's word, because that's like an arrow to the heart. So (laughs) you're, you know, don't, when you compare, it's like you're, you're piercing your own heart. As we just talked about all the different parts of the armor, right? That that's, that's God issued. You know, I think about that. I think about, you know, we always talking about like, you know, when you play sports, you get issued your equipment. When you join the military, you get issued your equipment. Uh, same thing. I believe, you know, again, God issues us the equipment. And then the most powerful weapon of all 
is prayer. You know, and Jess, you talked about that great quote about prayer. Prayer is our most powerful weapon. And that's where we do. We need to pray first. Um, I would recommend if you haven't listened to episode uh, three, go ahead and, and take take a listen to that. Because that was really one of the simplest ways for us to, to get started. Knowing that in prayer, I cannot do it on my own. You know, and that's why with prayer, it's like, hey, Lord, I need you. Dad, strap me up. Because I need to keep alert with all perseverance. I need to ask. I need to beg for all the saints. So we're begging. We're pleading. We're praying uh, for you. And as I'm sitting here talking about this, I'm thinking of like helping a friend too, right? So you know your friend is going to have a hard day or something in their life is challenging. You want to maybe remind them that they have the armor of God. So it's like when someone needs help uh, getting dressed, you know, like our son sometimes needs help getting his football pads on. So we're going to be there and we're going to help him. So make sure also uh, when your friend needs help to get dressed in the armor of God that you remind them that it's available for them. Because sometimes we forget. I forget that it's available. So it's so important to to be there for each other and help each other get dressed in that full armor of God. Yeah, definitely. You know, you have someone, again, they're hurting, they have wounds, or they're just struggling with something. A lot of times when you really look at it, they're just missing that one piece, right? They're so worried. They took their helmet off all to, to heal or lick their wound. All the while, that helmet's got to go back on. Or the shield's got to go up. So, you know, helping each other, just not only helping each other use the equipment, but there's going to be times where because I'm fully clothed in my armor, like I got to jump in front of that arrow too. I can catch that arrow. And then, of course, I can also help that friend heal that wound. Yeah, I think of when, you know, I've had some friends in really hard situations and they can't even get up. They can't even stand up to use the armor. So it's so important to encourage each other and send each other messages and put on that armor and stand in front of them. You know, like it it reminds me that you can borrow each other's faith when your faith is gone or it's it's hidden or it's lost or it's, you know, really deep down under the sand or something. Be there for each other and be each other's armor. So just like you get up in the morning and you brush your teeth or you eat breakfast or you get dressed, whatever your routine is in the morning or your daily routine about, you know, as you go about your day, their routines, you've been doing them over and over and over. So they become a habit. So if you can find a time throughout your day that you can get into God's word and really know his word and know what the armor of God is and know that it's available to you, it'll become a habit over time. And then every day you'll just wake up and automatically oh, put on the armor of God, just like that, you know, and, and you'll, and you'll be used to it. It's not going to happen overnight, but if you do it every single day it will become a habit and it will become part of your life yeah it's like and you'll notice when you leave the house whether like you talked about being naked you left the house and hey i'm naked what the heck run back in put the armor on right Um, and again it might just be that simple prayer of hey god i'm about to take on this world um i got a lot going on give me the peace give me the strength that i may go out and share the gospel that Jesus loves us. He died for us. He lived the life that I couldn't live. 
and died the death that I deserve. Yeah, and I think about that when you when you just said walk out of the house naked. So sometimes I do think about back in the garden when Adam and Eve were naked and felt no shame. I wonder what that was like. I, I can't even imagine. So it's a longing, you know, we long for heaven and it's just it's just a reminder that one day uh, we will be able to walk out out the door naked and feel no shame and you know we won't have to put on the armor of God and just what that will be like but also like when God created us he got like his hands dirty he formed us with dust and he got his hands dirty and we are set apart and we're made different and we're made in his image so remember that what he created don't talk badly about what God created. Just keep that in your mind whenever you do say, oh, I'm this or I'm that, or say something negative about yourself, that you're saying something negative about God's creation. Like you don't look outside at the at nature and say, oh my gosh, I can't believe God created that. That's so ugly. No, you think it's beautiful and God created you and you should think you're beautiful and or handsome or whatever it is that you want to think about yourself. So you're saying I'm handsome. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. our listener they're handsome. No, <laughs> no, you're handsome. So as we get ready to wrap up, I when I'm reading the Bible, sometimes I like to read different translations or sometimes I'll pull out the message just to help me really understand it, the message version. So I really like Ephesians 6, uh, 13 through 18, which is the armor of God. And it says, I'm going to read it for you. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over, but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. I just like that, um, that you know, that the way they wrote it in the Message Bible. And I just thought it was helpful to understand it a little bit more. As we get ready to close, we've talked about lies and agreements last week, right? We talked about how do we, what do we do? We resist, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves to God. You know, hey, God, I'm ready to put on your full armor. Resist the devil. Stand firm. And he will flee. He will see that, oh my goodness, I can't touch that person right now. I gotta go back, I gotta go scheme. Or unfortunately, he's gonna go find somebody that he can he can work on. And then the sad reality of it is a lot of times I believe we we do it ourselves, where the enemy looks at us and goes, Oh man, I don't even have to work. I can actually just sit, eat some popcorn, and actually just watch this person go down this spiral because their flesh is now taking over. So, you know, again, we talked about lies and agreements last week. Today we've talked about the armor of God, putting on the armor of God. And next week we're gonna look at fruit of the spirit. We're gonna look at walking with the Holy Spirit. I hope we have reminded you to put on that armor of God and use it throughout your day. And there's the song called uh, Surrounded. I think it's Surrounded by Michael W. Smith. So he says when to fight your battles, you put on the garment of praise. So remember to, to be thankful and praise God throughout your day. And that will help also fight some battles and get in God's word and know what it says about you. Know what the weapons are against the enemy and Really, I mean, like, pick up that book. It'll change your life. Open it, read it, talk about it day and night, meditate on it, and there's no better time 
than right now to, to get in, in the Word and, and learn what it says. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We want to pray for you, so please send us any prayer requests that you may have. And if we have encouraged you today, and I hope that we have, we want to know. Our email is in the show notes below. And if you know of someone that this episode could help, please share it with them. We are on Facebook at Ships on Fire, so please like and share our page so that we can continue to reach people and help them move on the journey God has for them. And thank you again for listening to our podcast today.